Hello and welcome to another episode of The Wealth Within Us. Today, I'm super honored to have Michelle Hummer with me, and she owns a co- her own coaching company called Mayday Mentoring Company, and she also is a quantum biofeedback specialist. So we've talked a little bit. Uh, I've just recently met her, and we've had some super interesting conversations, and I am so excited to talk to you today. I don't know where this is going to go, but I have a feeling it is going to be fun So let's start out with the easy question. So what is a biofeedback or quantum biofeedback specialist? So what does that mean? It's a type of energy therapy. So you biofeedback is any kind of machine that reads what goes on inside of the body. So there is, I could show it to you. There's a little biofeedback. So anytime we hear the word biofeedback, there's a machine bio bio. Yeah. Uh, a blood pressure cuff can be a biofeedback okay. machine. Okay, that's good to because know. Because any, yeah, so, so it's measuring something that's happening inside of you. Okay. And the computers that I have, um, the computers that I have are running a diagnostic test on somebody. It runs like, it asks the person's body 7,000 questions. The Ooh. person's body sends back a response. This is what I can fix. And then it puts it in the order in which the body is able to start resolving its issues. Okay. And I... I've been a firm believer in energy my whole life. I believe in God and I believe oh. that the spiritual realm is energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I everything think is that energy. everything has a vibration. And so this machine says, uh, if you're angry and to be balanced where you're not angry, you would, I'm going to make up a number because I don't know it, would be resonating at 500 megahertz and you're resonating at 200 megahertz, then okay. you're, then you are off. Mm. So then you would be considered to be angry. You would have the emotion of anger. So then I would feed frequency to you and bring balance to that for a, for a couple of days. Cause once somebody has a treatment, the frequency stays in their body for three days, trying to, um, you know, resolve whatever is there. So, so bringing it, it back to like balance, it's whatever it's neutral state is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yep, whatever how, neutral or balanced state. Okay. So how does, how is it reading your frequencies? Well, I'm not a quantum physicist, so I don't know the answer to that. So I'll give you the best answer I know how. Well, I mean, like, um, like is it reason. something hooked up to you? How is it? Like, let's do Yeah, that you can process. do it. You like, can do it with a harness. Okay. You oh. can do it through a harness that's hooked to your head and your hands, or okay. you can do it or you can do it with um, at a distance where you put the picture of the person in, you put their name, address, city, and state they were born and their phone number okay. that identifies where they're at in, in the universe and the frequency will know where to send it. Okay. Um, so you can do it in person or you can do it at a distance. So do you find any difference between the distance? Cause I mean, there is no, no I actually, space, I so. actually hired, nope, I actually hired a scientist in Allentown. Pennsylvania and I charged some water in person and then I charged some water that I sent to my girlfriend and she sent me a picture of it and that was 2,000 miles away and I took both of them to the scientist for him to read he put little um little I don't know what you call them little things like um like little I don't know what they are things in the water to measure like a or something Yeah, I don't know what the right proper word is, but these long little stems that he stuck in the water and he measured them and they both measured exactly the same. And then he wanted to know, why did I want to know that? (laughs) And I explained why. (laughs) And he was like, well, huh, I've never heard of this technology. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he said, it seems like reasonable that it would work. Um, But yeah, I did hire a scientist to find out whether or not you did it in person or if I did it at a distance, if it worked any differently. And it did not. Um, I needed that for myself to make sure that yeah. if I talked to somebody or promoted it, I knew for sure a hundred percent that it worked exactly the same. And it did. Yeah. So I was pretty excited about that. And, and that shows you how powerful surprised either. And that shows you how powerful energy really is. It is. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So now once we get this feedback, so, so I have a question. So it's doing the frequency sure. of all our organs and everything in our body. So is the frequency of say the base frequency of say of my heart or whatever, is it the same as yours? Do we all, or do we all have our own individual? No, I think, well, 
I think there's two answers to that. One is each organ does resonate at a healthy megahertz or frequency. Every one of them has the same. And then I think we have an overall, we have our own energetic signature in the universe as well as each piece of us. Does that make sense? Because I would think our consciousness would have its own frequency Mm -hmm. and then your body parts would have their own frequency. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's almost like if you, it's like, here's my frequency and then here's my heart frequency, which is maybe the same as others, but this is how it is in relation to me, almost like a hierarchical thing. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So it sends these frequencies out to fix it. Like how much can you do at once? So if you're saying, okay, now I've got this readback, this feedback, this, you know, biofeedback and Mm -hmm. I don't know. Michelle has a bunch of what not wrong. I, I'm like, man, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so, so I have a test. So what to do first? I have a reactivity report okay. and I send your body a questionnaire. Your body sends back a, uh, it sends back a response to the questionnaire. There's okay. 7,000 different frequencies it's being tested for in that moment. The body tells the machine the computer software, what it's able to start working on and resolve. So I then send frequency to whatever that is, that is wrong. Okay. um, Or whatever is, I don't even want to say wrong, but whatever is out of balance in the body. I I like to term it as like disease, whatever is in in disease in the body. And that doesn't mean like a disease, like you have a disease, but it's a dis-ease. Something's not at ease or in balance. Is that right. kind of what? Yeah. And what the report, mean? the report shows that. So there is no okay. guessing on the person, the human beings part, because this, the person who is getting tested, their body is telling the software what it needs. Yeah. So their body is in charge of whatever they're getting. And then you send frequency to whatever those pieces are. And it can be, it's not just organ parts. It's like, I'll, I'll read you some of the stuff off of this. Okay. It's, it is. It can be allergies. It can be amino, amino, I'm going to read the list really quick. Okay. Um, Allergies, amino acids, bacteria, bones, brain function, chromosomes, circulatory issues, which would be the heart issues, dental, digestive, disease, drainage, ears, enzymes, eyes, um, funguses, glands, heavy metals, hormones, lymph system, meridian points, miasms, which are longstanding issues, vaccines, parasites, organs, toxins, spinal, nerves, respiratory, vitamins, miscellaneous stuff, viruses, sinuses, pesticides, muscles. That's just on one report that you have all of those different things. Then you can do emotional stuff. You can do emotional conflict. You can like, how does it handle emotions? Because I personally feel like emotions are like stuck energy, stuck traumas or mm-hmm. stuck false beliefs that you have an emotion around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of what I do is that I try to help you find as I'm doing the treatment, I try to help you find where your false belief systems are so mm-hmm. we can unwind those out of your system and it can make you holding on to the energy even better. Okay. So I've done some some heart healing training for a couple of years with a lady um, named Susan Bowman in Alabama. And that's been very beneficial to help people identify false belief systems and release them. I, so I think we yes. all have those. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, in absolutely. our indoctrinated I mean, world, uh, I think we all have false belief systems that. Well, you can see that from one generation to the next. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's such a good point. Yeah. We can see it in yeah. front of our eyes. Look at the millennial generation. They're just, you know, the stuff that, that we grew up with, like just mm-hmm. from the male female aspect, yes. you know, the very first job I had, my boss was behaving badly. Mm-hmm. And when I went to call them out, they were like, mm, let's just then, then don't, don't mm-hmm. do this. It was my fault that he was behaving badly. So now the millennials, they don't put up with anything. They're like, if you behave badly, they call you out and they put you on display. <laughs> so, so true. So you can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is true. We were and taught to be it, quiet. It is. And, and it's so funny because I've just been listening to a few things about this too. Like, like the millennials and like my kids, which would be Gen Z kids our even impressions of freedom is different because our perception of freedom when we were younger, and I think we're both Gen Xers, was very different, even though it was, you know, whatever. 
but our perception of freedom and our kids perception of freedom is so different too and now think of these new generation come coming up now they've experienced lockdowns and all this stuff now think Mm -hmm. of think of normalizing that as the generations go on that's pretty darn dangerous if you ask me so unlocking those and what is true and what is not true I mean Mm -hmm. oh my gosh not just that alone but again emotions and emotions and traumas and things that we've kind of all had to deal with and you know we carry them in our shoulder or someone who has chronic shoulder pain and then maybe they were in a car accident or something and you do everything and the shoulder pain just doesn't seem to go away I feel like the one way to sum all that up is we have to learn how to walk in our personal power Mm. and as we learn to walk in our personal power and we're true and we're honoring to ourselves that is reflected in our bodies you know if you've ever been in a toxic if you've ever been in a toxic relationship, whether it be uh, marriage, dating, jobs, parents, whatever it could be, when you're in those relationships, your body is telling you that it doesn't like the disrespect. It is keeping mm-hmm. a score. I think there's actually a book out called that. Um, but your body is keeping a score of what you are what you are emotionally, mentally doing. I mean, okay. your mentality, your thoughts are where you live your thoughts are where you live it doesn't matter what you believe or what you see on the outside look at somebody who's super rich and has success and is depressed and miserable you really have to learn how to manage your mind in order for you to keep a hold of your personal power and if you keep a hold of your personal power then it's a lot harder to be manipulated and to be brainwashed because you understand how that stuff works and I mean, they so, use the law of repetition as a real thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, propaganda and symbols and imagery and saying even words that are a lie over mm-hmm. and over again, you know, like right. your subconscious oh, is designed to believe exactly. that. To believe, well, here's, here's the easy one. We, we live in a democracy. We live in a democracy. No, we're not. We're a Republic. We <laughs> have a democratic form of like government in here, but we're not a democracy. We are a Republic, but they keep feeding that over and over again in your mind. Mm-hmm. And you believe it. And then you believe it. Oh, we are. Oh, no, mm-hmm. we're, we're a republic. And then people, you know, just with, you know, super things, silly things like that. Well, it's not silly, but with things like that. So the unraveling is, all right. So I believe this lie, this my whole life. I believe this lie, whatever it is. I mean, put anything in there. I mean, there's a million things to choose from. <laughs> so, you know, pick lie, say, I don't know, like what's what's a good one that you've been told that, that here's a good one for, for wealth people because I talk a lot about wealth. Money's bad. People who have yes. money are bad. This is this <clears throat> has been programmed into so many of us, including my dad. My dad, he went by Rocky and he his famous saying was like, I'm Rock, not Rockefeller. You know, like he always used to say that. And, <laughs> you know, that gets programmed into your mind and, you know, think of when you were a kid especially my age money doesn't like, grow on trees yeah that was another one oh my god that's hilarious i never it made really does but right now but so they really said that, that. And you're like wait i said to my i'm like wait i know it really actually does because they have to cut a tree down and make the paper for the money so <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees i, mean, I know and lie. when it's digital where's that growing from i don't know right. like, this is created out of <laughs> In but you can't that, create money out of nothing but yeah so, you can <laughs> yeah, yeah what is money money is a false it's just our determined form of currency so what is it really worth yeah. it's worth what we say it's worth it's not really worth that's anything. right so now we have yeah, this, right. this belief that we've been told over and over again we know nothing else in our well, here's one people okay. believe they have to be sick to die oh hmm. people believe that in the end that as they age, they have to wear themselves out and they have to die. They get have to get sick and die. Who said that? I mean, I don't know. Where did, where did that idea come from? And people say it all the time and they'll say, um, what did they die of? Mm-hmm. But I think even before that, you see two people when they head towards retirement, you know, there's, there's two mindsets that are heading to retirement. You either become the person you always wanted to be, or you just sit and wait to die. And the various, there's various ways of sitting to wait to die, but there's not a lot of people who are aging and saying, oh, I'm going to keep alive and I'm going to keep growing as I grow older because they've been conditioned to believe that you're supposed to wear yourself out 
And this is all the things that happen as you age. And I don't believe that's true. I agree with you. And if you think about it, words are energy, words are vibration. So if you're saying, well, just, you know, you know, I'm just waiting around to die. But if you're like, oh my gosh, I'm here to live another day. I'm living in. The, I want to learn something new learn. today. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. Like that's yeah. sending out a whole different frequency too. So with the, yes. the biofeedback machine. So, so I have this false belief that, you know, money's evil, rich people are evil, all this stuff. So how does it, is it those types of things? Like that's well, not, no, it's going to work so more on yourself. Okay. It's going to, it's going to work on your self-esteem. First of all, there is no, there is no magic button that somebody can push and just be okay. You have to unwind. We're like an onion. We have to peel back each layer a little bit at a time. And as you peel back layers, you find false belief systems in Mm -hmm. every layer that you're peeling back. So the machine does, it's accumulative. So Mm -hmm. let's say this week I send you a hundred frequencies and we start here. Okay. Your body may keep 20 of those the first week. Mm-hmm. You never know what a person's going to keep. Let's say you keep 20. Well, next week we already start with 20 and we give you another hundred. Now you're start. now you're working with 120. Okay. Now your body keeps, now your body keeps 30. Now you're starting with 30 and then you're going to add another hundred. Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? So yeah, as each week that you do more work, you add frequency to the person. And they have, they resonate at a higher vibration. You're going to start to see the little, uh, you know, lenses open up in their eyes internally inside of them to go, wait, I used to believe X, Y, Z. I'm not sure I believe that anymore. It kind of is like an organic process once you start to elevate their frequency. Yeah. Cause it's like, (laughs) it's like the domino effect. Mm -hmm. You know, like once you kind of start unraveling one, as long as you, and I'm sure like anything else, people can have resistance and we have free will. So you can probably Absolutely. subconsciously go like that machine ain't going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. You can just the opposite and be like, I can't wait to do this machine every day. And but people do that with prescription drugs too. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can, you can block a prescription from working. You can block anything you want from working, or you can be open to it working. So you're absolutely right. Your free will matters in the way that you receive everything in the world. Yeah. And in our mindset, you know, like if you're trying to lose weight, like you're explaining something that had happened to you the other day, like if you're losing weight and you're on this thing and you've like, you haven't done anything about it for two, two, three months. And I've come across this in my whole life, in my, in my own life over different things. And all of a sudden something clicks and you're not sure what it is, but all of a sudden now you're doing the thing and it's a total mind shift, mind shift thing. Yeah. And sometimes you don't even see where or how it came, but all of a sudden, all of a sudden something shifts and now you're like, okay, well now I'm doing this. Now I'm just doing it. And now you just keep doing it. And sometimes I find it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. That means you, to me, that means you elevated, you changed your energy around whatever you were believing or whatever you were trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? So that's a great example of like changing your, changing your energy in a way. And again, you can do things like this without a machine. Um, this is what I say is kind of like a biohacker secret that you can start <laughs> stuffing energy everywhere in the person's body and it makes it easier for them to grow and to have those epiphanies and to have those understandings. Yeah, because yeah, if we truly are in what some call stimulation or if we are, we I mean, you see over and again, we're in a mathematical world, but you know, da, 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 and everybody equates it to a computer program. So it's almost like, well, if you have a computer program and you want to change something, you need something to override it. Sometimes it can be yes. your own mind and, you know, a biofeed, the quantum biofeedback machine can do just that too. It's like something needs to be overridden, override the false belief, the actions that are you're doing because of the false belief and then you know, change those things around. That's why I couple the coaching with it to yeah. help like talk people through, to give them something new to focus their energy on. Because, you know, I've also had people, if you give them energy, they'll use it in the wrong way. Mm. So I like to help them, you know, guide them into using it in a positive way, what, how they can focus the energy I just gave them onto something positive mm-hmm. in a positive way. Yeah. That's really helpful too. That is right. Mm-hmm. And I just learned a new word this weekend and the word was loosh. Have you ever heard of it? No. Like, what does that mean? It's Spell our, it. it's our, it's our vital energy. The energy that like it's L O O S H. 
And I read a whole, Ooh. I heard this word and I'm like, I don't really understand what that means. And then I looked it up and I found a really great article describing it, but it's like, you have this like vital energy. And then when we're feeling like down and low, you get like those energy vampires. We all know people that are like that, that just suck the energy out of us. And we're most vulnerable yeah. when our energies are out of balance and stuff like that. But I think the the loose from my understanding of what I read was like this, this vital energy source that fills your body. And sometimes there's other people that just want that, you know, like you, yes. you've never been around someone and they're like an energy suck because you're just vibrating at such this high frequency and other people are like, I want some of that too. And they almost like suck it from you. What do they call them? Energy vampires. It's so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people that are, narcissistic so psychopathic you know yeah uh, different things like that they can they can they're masters they're actually masters they're coping mechanisms they're masters at taking your energy they're it's really part of their training as to how they use their minds they they are really good at it <laughs> yeah and I think it's important to realize when we're doing any kind of work like, like this that we have to protect our own energy or even just watching TV. If you think about something as watching a movie or a show or a program or, you know, God forbid. What yeah. I don't watch things that are like what I don't want to yeah. bring in my life. Like I don't watch things that are violent. Or I think you or... have to like put up this protective kind of like feel yeah. that like, this is just pretend like this isn't mm -hmm. real. This isn't. So I think we yeah, do detach emotionally from it mm -hmm. Yeah, because so what, where you put your emotions yeah. is where your energy is going. So yeah, if you can detach, you know, I have a lot of people and a lot of clients who talk, sorry, my dogs are barking. That's okay. They're probably <laughs> um, thunder you can hear here in the background. So, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times people don't really understand how to hold on to their own personal energy and like, you know, they get triggered. This is a new thing. Like people talk a lot about triggering. Okay. I'm talking about how do you overcome the trigger? It isn't somebody else's problem to deal with your trigger. It's your problem yeah. to deal with your trigger. You know what I mean? Because when you can learn to be um, uh, in any environment and not have it change you, that's where you're, that's when you're solid, you're solid and you're planted, you're rooted and grounded when you're not blown over by a tree when somebody comes in and says something ignorant. You know, I, I'll give you an example. I had these two girls one time when I worked at this place. And when I first started, the one girl would come in and tell me all about how the other girl said all this mean stuff to me. And then the other girl would come in and tell me the same thing about the other one. So let's call them Jen and Carrie. So Jen would come in and tell me about Carrie and Carrie would come in and tell me, Jen said all this stuff about you. Now I would never give them an ounce of my energy. So they would talk and I would keep working. And then at the end, I would say, oh, are you finished? I would wait for awkward silence. I'd okay. say, oh, are you finished? And they would say, yeah. And I'd say, okay, you can go back to work now. If you notice, I just stayed unplugged. Yeah. I let them say what they wanted to say, <clears throat> get it off their chest. And then I let them go back to work, but they could never figure out how to emotionally manipulate me because I wouldn't give it to them. So okay. two years, two years of this goes on. And finally she comes in and says, Carrie comes in and says, you know, we really like you. We want to include you and stuff. And I just, I laughed like internally. <laughs> I didn't say a word to her. I kept going. And at the end, she said, you know, we, we want you to go to such and such with us on Saturday. And I let there be awkward silence again. And I said, oh, are you finished? And she said, yeah. I said, okay, you can go back to work. I, I wouldn't give her any of my energy, whether she rejected me or accepted mm -hmm. me. None of that mattered. Mm -hmm. What mattered to me was me. And I okay. knew that their behavior was toxic. So I just didn't give them any energy to use any of that back on me. Mm -hmm. It's you could use a similar analogy probably with our kids, like the things that we mm -hmm. enable our kids to do, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm certainly guilty of it over my life. I mean, some things I'd let them get away with and other things it was like, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. So energy is a thing that we're using all day, every day. Um, whether we realize we're doing it or not, we are engaging with energy. And, um, you know, I believe in God and he does say that they're, that he refers to uh, Satan as the prince of the air. And how I like to look at that is that's a negative thought, right? Mm -hmm. That is a negative idea or a thought that's trying to enter you and you get to decide what you want to do. Okay. But it starts out as an energy, mm. right? You ever hear somebody say, I caught a feeling? Yes. Well, 
Yeah, because somebody's putting out a vibration yeah. and you get to decide whether you're agreeing with that vibration or not. Yeah, because if we are all this consciousness and we're all in the same place at the same time, then whatever we're putting out there, we're then attracting that that thing, whatever it is, that thought is probably most likely some kind of a thought. And then the thought leads to the action, the feeling, the emotion, whatever ends up becoming. Like attracts like, right? Yeah. So like attracts like the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, that saying Mm -hmm. it's true. You have to change the energy behind, you know, what you want before you can get it because you do, you have to change the energy behind it. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, like I said, I do believe in God and I believe in a lot of the stuff he was talking about is energy. And I see the Bible in that way from an energetic standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a saying, um, oh, I hate this saying the kids say it sticks and stones may hurt my bones, but names will never hurt me. Yeah. And I think that's a lie because that's like saying, I'm going to speak a curse over somebody and that'll never affect them. But we all know that if you repeat a, something that's negative over somebody, which is what I would call a curse then you are affecting them because eventually their subconscious will believe that it's true. Yeah. And it could be a stored emotion that is a trauma that is now blocking you consciously or unconsciously from moving forward in life, whatever that looks like. So with the, with the biofeedback machine, a lot of it, is it also identifying like subconscious beliefs? Because I, I do feel a lot of yes. the thoughts and beliefs that we have are sort of subconscious, but they're running our conscious mind. I so think I have, think there's statistics for that. I think it's 90% yeah. or something. Yeah, Like 90% of your subconscious brain is running, is running your life. And yeah. so if you want to make changes and you want to grow, like one time I was praying and I was like, I, I want to use more than 10% of my brain. And God was like, okay, well, you can do that anytime. You just have to be self-aware. And self-awareness starts the journey of like looking at and, and examining what you think and why you think it. Hmm. And then you have to bring the truth of it. Like you said, if you're a false belief, it's really looking at that belief and saying, is this, is this this thing that I'm believing true? Is it true or level? It's not true because someone said it to me. It's not true because someone taught it to me. It's not true right. because I heard it over and over again. Is it really, really true? And I think like you had said, that's where we kind of have to go in because the things that are around us sometimes aren't projecting the truth. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I think the biofeedback machine is amazing because like I said, it's kind of like a biohacking machine where yeah. you get to fill o- yourself up with energy. Yeah. Yes. And then you get to decide, oh, okay, now I can be more self-aware in this area because here's the, it's showing me, here's Mm -hmm. the hidden, there's actually a, uh, an actual panel that's called hidden issues. And you can go in there and look to see what the hidden issues are that you're dealing with. And then that gives you a starting point. You can go back into like different ages that you dealt with stress in your life and you can release whatever residual energy is stuck in your body from the certain ages. Um, there is, there's, there's so many things you can deal with emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, you can deal with every level. How aware do you think that we need to be of these things? Like I've mentioned before on my podcast that I healed myself of PCOS in my Mm -hmm. early thirties and it took about two years, no drugs, no medicine, just pure energy work. And a lot of it was stuck emotions. And most of it, to be truthful, I I don't even know what it was. And I don't think it was beneficial for me to know, to know. what it was. So right. how, how do you feel about that? I, I personally believe it. Like, what's the point? Like, it's kind of the talk therapy thing. Why should I have to talk about it over and over again? Because like you said, where your attention goes, energy flows. Yep. So aren't you just bringing more energy to that trauma, to that thing? So what I do is I, I send frequency to the trauma, whatever the thing is that we're dealing with. And then I give you something positive to focus on. Okay. I don't, I don't read everything. So I might work on somebody for an hour and a half. I'm not reading all this negative stuff that's coming up to them. I'm talking to them about what, what can they focus on? What do they want in their life? How can they be self-aware so that they can focus on what they want? And that also, that helps them to be able to move forward in their thoughts, because the first place you have to start is the energy. 
than the thoughts. Like, how do I move myself forward? How do I become self-aware? Those are things that you have to start with because yeah. so many of us are not self-aware of what's going on inside. I, I think that that's so true. And I think you had just said earlier, I think it was when we were talking, you said, I believe that I am the kingdom. You know, we say the kingdom dwells inside of me. Um, I think there's a lot of truth to self-help and self-care where I've come across a, a bunch of people in my life that are like, oh, well, for the greater good, for the greater good. But it's like me being spiritually aware, me being awakened, me being healthy on this vibrational level. I think mm -hmm. that when you tend to yourself, it's kind of like that airplane mask thing. Yeah, like, you have to put the mask on you. Self-care and I'm healing internally. <clears throat> that's going to spread out. So mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to, dissect into myself be the best version of myself that I can be because sharing that outwards is so much better than me giving up this or giving them that of that doing things that I don't believe in believing things that I don't believe in or the greater good or whatever it is like it's just not true how do you feel about that well I feel like when I say I believe that the kingdom is within me I believe that I do believe in God. I believe he is in me and we are on, in a conversation and quantum physics. I believe he is the quantum field and mm. that's where I get my information from. Okay. That's yeah, how I, I know what to do yeah, for me. Right. So some of the most powerful things I've ever said to myself are in prayer to say, okay, I don't know what I don't know, but you do Lord, mm. meaning that's the quantum field. And then I get the download of what it is the next thing that I need to look at or focus on and teaching a person how to be responsible for themselves isn't like how do I make money for myself it's how do I know who I am in this world and how do I function as I'm already whole because there's kind of this I don't know what it is this blanket viewpoint people have that there's something wrong with them they're intrinsically bad and there's something wrong with them and those so, are more <laughs> false beliefs that need to like kind of get yes absolutely well yeah Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I do believe that there's these these always these theories of thoughts on, you know, is it on the individual or do you let go of the individual for the group? I, I think the individual, like you said, if the kingdom is within us, then it kind of debunks the whole thing, right? I think the individual and the the I think we are we are we are two things at the same time simultaneously. Yes. yes. We so are the individual one. and we are a part of the group. Mm-hmm. Because we're both and we have to learn yeah. how to function in both. Because like you said, what we're putting out into the quantum field, which is where everybody is getting their, which everybody, whether you realize it or not, are connecting to the more good right. that we can put out there than it is for the benefit of the good. But I do feel like it always starts inside here. I believe it starts inside as well. I mean, you know how many times I've had people come to me and say, oh, I have depression or I have anxiety. Mm -hmm. And after I start talking to them, a couple of weeks go by and I'm working with them and I'm like, eh. you know, you may have anxiety and depression, but it's coming from a cause. Mm. Like maybe you're in a bad relationship, you're in an abusive relationship, your boss is an abuser, whatever. When you start really looking at it, they're only looking at the, the, the energy or the sign of I have anxiety. And okay. they want to take a pill to get rid of the anxiety, but wow. they never know how to deal with themselves or the other person. Relationships, I think, are prior, probably the hardest part of life is dealing with each other. <laughs> yeah. Because half of us have not done the, there's a, a, a meme that I saw on Facebook and it said, the reason you're in therapy is because of the people who wouldn't go to therapy. <laughs> It's like that's really oh, funny because yeah, if you don't look at yourself this mm -hmm. is how you change the world you change you yeah. I, I totally like yeah like you are the change world I completely agree with that and I always yeah. I always like tell my daughter especially or other people around me it's like people aren't going to change when you no. change then the the way people that's when they do change you they are going they do to change, change. Yeah. exactly yep. so people aren't going to just change because and you do nothing but the more right. that you change for the better and be the person that you want to be. The people around you are going to change in response to that. 
so there's, I always tell people, there's a difference between commanding respect and demanding respect. When you're demanding respect, you're coming from a childlike temper tantrum place. Okay. When you're commanding it, you're showing somebody, this is what I'm going to do. So let's walk Mm -hmm. through that. So demanding is something like your boss calls you and he's yelling. You're like, don't talk to me like that. And you're getting all upset and you just keep saying that versus your boss calls you and he starts carrying on and you just uh, click. That's commanding it. Cause what you're saying is I'm not tolerating that. Yeah. That's different. Right. So, but most people won't do things like that because they're afraid of losing their jobs. Mm. Right. Cause they believe their income yeah. is from their job, not from what they need to create from inside. Does that make sense? It really does. And I think so many of us, it's like this fear that looms mm-hmm. over us, like this carrot that's dangled. And then you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Like I was saying before, mm-hmm. you, you disregard your values. You do things you wouldn't mm-hmm. normally do. I, I mean, it kind of goes on and on. And then who are you? You're really not you. Right. Yeah. That's why all this deprogramming has to happen because we yeah. had a lot of programming and we don't even really realize that we're getting it, you know, Agreed. sit still, shut up. That starts in school. Yeah. Um, and if ask you have something to go to the bathroom, and- if you got to leave, you, you've got to ask permission right. to pee. <laughs> yep. Like those kinds of things. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what do we yeah, some. <laughs> yeah, you have to have some kind of order, but oh, and not yeah, to the point course. where you have to control whether somebody could, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. some of the stuff that we're taught is just, you know, some of it's good. Some of it's not good. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like in our childhood, some of our childhood was good. Some of it wasn't right. Our, exactly. There is no perfect person on the planet. So everybody has to deal with something and they have to overcome something. Right. And childhood is a good place that a lot of this stuff starts. Some of these false belief systems. Right. And if you look at the ripple effect, the more that I work on myself, the more these other people that are not now on the same vibration as I am are going to fade away. And you're just going to attract more people that you do get along with, that you have fun with, that you have great conversations with and those kinds of things. So it, 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 some people, I call it like putting people in the right seats of the bus. Mm. So sometimes I'm going to have this person that's my friend and they're in the front seat of my bus and my bus is filled with friends and they're all in different seats and people move around on that bus. Sometimes the person that's in the back, they have an epiphany and they move to the front of the bus and set, right. And I am being moved around on my friend's buses. You, you follow me? Yeah. So I don't look at it like, so finality, I look at it like more flowy and okay. sometimes somebody's still my friend. And then there's other times people are toxic that you just, they need to go right to the back of the bus. It's not that you don't, you don't love them and care for them, but it's that they can't, they can't, they can't be in the front of your bus at this time because they're not willing to grow and that's their choice. They can do that, but then they get to stay in the back of the bus where I just love them from afar. (laughs) And sometimes we put ourselves in the back of the bus. We're like, yeah, today's not a good day. I'm heading to the back of the bus. So I don't affect you all's energy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I feel like energy is such a big part. Yes, absolutely. Self-awareness is just humongous. I mean, there's times where mm-hmm. I have laid in bed and thought to myself, oh my gosh, I did X, Y, Z. That was so un, that was so not cool and so unaware. And then there's other times where I've been like, oh, that other person was really unaware. Mm-hmm. I see where they were coming from and what they thought they were doing or saying that they thought they were right. So, you know, yeah, energy and self-awareness, all of that goes hand in hand. All of these things matter. And I don't think we have, you know, you go to talk therapy and it's cool. It, it, it can be really helpful because that might be the place that somebody's at is all they need to do is get a little bit of advice and release it. But I think most people are dealing with long-term traumas and they are grown up now. And they're like, I don't really know what to do with this. Right? Hmm. I, I keep seeing that I keep repeating these patterns and I really don't know yeah. what to do to break the patterns because they're not aware. But they're aware enough to know that they need to break the patterns. Mm-hmm. So it's sure. like, so definitely, I think there is some, some, yeah. movement. and I think what happens, and I've, I've kind of seen it with my mother, like you get this victimhood mentality and mm-hmm. you don't know how to be anything but that mm-hmm. victim. It, that victimhood is your identity. And I see so many people, especially today, wrapped up into like this, I, 
identity to something that's sort of either within or without themselves. Like if you think all these things have happened to you and maybe they have, but well, some people I like to say it like this, free of this even, even if you get like, let's say something horrible happened to me, like I get raped. I yep. still have to get over the rape. It doesn't yes. matter if the guy comes and apologizes to me mm-hmm. or not. I still have to process what happened. That's an internal process, mm-hmm. not external. So he could say sorry, and he might not say sorry. Either way, I still have to process what just happened to yes. me. Um, doesn't right? change so the fact of what happened. It, no, it doesn't change the fact of what happened. And we want to, you know, I feel like right now in society, we do a lot of finger pointing instead of like, okay, it happened. It yeah. is what it is. Now I have to figure out how do I release the pain that's come from that. And that's what I call being an overcomer. We don't really teach, you know, one of the things I talk to my clients about is perseverance, persistence, being an overcomer, not saying, oh, this happened to me. And then we talk about that same scenario over and over. It's like, okay, it did happen. We'll validate that it validate that it happened. Now, how can you focus, take your energy and focus on what can you get glean from that thing? Mm. And how can you move forward? If there isn't anything to glean, maybe somebody just literally did a random act of whatever. How can you move forward from that and be better from what happened instead of pointing the finger and being like, you shouldn't have done it. Mm -hmm. That's great. Things shouldn't happen, but we live in a fallen world and bad things do happen. And sometimes they take us out in the middle of it. And we still have to learn how to overcome Mm -hmm. ourselves and what other people have done to us. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the things along those same lines that we've really grown away from is people taking accountability on both sides, Yes, like taking accountability for what happened to you. And then the person that doing the wrong, them being held accountable for it as sure. well. But if you yeah. don't take accountability for the things that have gone wrong with you, it's kind of like the same thing. You can ignore it till the cows come home and not deal with it. But it's gonna keep coming back. Manifests in your life. Yes. Well, you know, like you had yes. said before, these why do these patterns? Why do I keep repeating these patterns? Because you haven't taken accountability or taken action to process whatever it was that right. Most know. of the time when we have something bad happen, the there I mean, like look at the stuff that's happening right now where people are not being held accountable. Yes. They can go in and rob somebody, and then the per, the cop yeah. who holds them responsible is getting into trouble. That's absurd. But the guy still, whether that's right or wrong, we're always going to have right or wrong. Whether it's right or wrong, you still have to get past it. Like, yeah. you know, I remember one time I wanted to complain to my mom about something that she did in my childhood. And she goes, okay, well, you're an adult. You've been an adult for 20 years. She's <laughs> like, so that's on you. <laughs> not on me. I did the best I could. Yeah. Cause you know like, what? Wow, sometimes, that is so profound. And, and you know what? Sometimes people, they're like, well, whatever why would I, I don't, I did it and I'm not feeling guilty about it and I'm good with it. Move on. So it's like, we can't control other people's, how they handle accountability, whether they do or they don't, or the manner in which they have them or the manner in which they like to be on that happy, healthy, and successful. You can't, because those are the things that'll keep you, you know, when you go to a job and you haven't resolved your issues with your mom or your dad and you go into your job and somebody triggers you from that, that's on you. You have to figure out why yeah. do I feel that way? Why am I still handling myself this way? And you go within to say, how can I overcome this so that I don't feel this way and I don't act this way and I don't think this way. And it's probably the same with guilt, wouldn't you think? Sure, absolutely. Guilt and shame. Oh my oh gosh. gosh, guilt and shame is Do like, you know how many I've talked about people, it so much. Women oh my lord the guilt and shame women come to the table with like if I'm not perfect and I haven't done this and I haven't done that it's like oh my gosh and the guilt and shame can kind of flip into like this self-victimization yes oh my goodness right Mm -hmm. like the guilt shame regret like it's that whole pile of the mess that if you're not looking at the mom guilt Mm -hmm. gosh yeah 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 some of it, it, it it is hard and others are like well I did the best that I could at the time yeah. And I, and well, I do everybody does the best that, that they can at the time. I, I do too. I, I believe most people, <laughs> that's what people and, are doing. And whether this is naive or not, I do believe that most people are not intentionally causing harm. I, yeah, I, I, I believe that too. Naive, but I, really I believe people that. are doing, yeah, I believe people yeah. are doing the best they can yeah. with but whatever obviously they were the given. And of exceptions to that, um, basically, yes. whoever is running this shit show down here, but you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, you um, people, I don't even know, but like, yeah, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, like some people just like, I, I really do believe that they're doing the best that they can and they really yes. no harm. You know, if I'm driving down the road and I get into a car accident for whatever reason, I'm was it intentional? No, probably not. Most people, they feel that guilt for, for so long if they've caused, yeah. you know, um, you know, I hate to say it, but it's like even drunk driving, do people drunk drive and intentionally go to hurt someone? No, no. But they intentionally no, they think that yeah. there was a, a chance of that happening, but did they mean right. to kill someone? It doesn't mean that they shouldn't be held accountable, but it wasn't like right. they out that day and said, you know, I'm going to get rid of murder somebody. Right. Someone. Like, I don't think that's right. on people, most people's minds, <laughs> but it doesn't make it right. good in any way, shape or form. And they need to be held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you took the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Because you knowingly <laughs> took a chance that could have. A, you know, I guess it's that risk factor. What's the risk factor that I'm going to do with whatever the action is? The risk of whether it's harm to myself or harm to others. Or well, mo- whatever. most of us want everybody else to be held accountable, but not us. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's, I think, something that as a society, we're really down a bad path with that. Yeah. Because well, people you know, aren't being held accountable. Like, like, like your example was perfect. My, my daughter works in retail and she's worked in multiple places. And it's like, they just let people go in and steal because they don't want to deal with it. They're like, we'll right. just write it off because it's not well, worth I'm, someone getting hurt. And I deal with that like with bad employees. Like, yeah. And it's I've like, dealt with it with bad employees at jobs because, yeah. you know, people don't want to deal with the squeaky wheel. And so, um, you know, you have to, or you're going to ruin your whole operation because one bad apple does ruin a whole bunch. Cause if it you let one poison, poison everyone else, it will get into their mindset, into their psyche, and they will start to act differently. So I've seen it when I manage companies, they will, you have to deal with, if you're not capable of doing that, then you should not, that's what a leader is. Then you should not be in that particular mm-hmm. position. And parents right now, I think a lot of parents have um, you know, they, they grow up and they want to give their kids what they were not given mm-hmm. and inadvertently in doing so th- when you're not holding your kids responsible for the ways they behave, like my parents, when I was a kid, they would make me be emotionally responsible. Meaning if, if I had a, an outbreak of emotion, I could have it for a minute to get it out. But if I started to go over that, over what would be an appropriate validation of a feeling, then they made me get control of that. And that was very helpful to me in my life because, you know, if I, if I grow up and I can't be a productive person in society, where did that start? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like people aren't allowed to discharge their emotions because you got to discharge that stuff to get it out. Otherwise it does become the stuck energy and all the other and all the it's other it's kind of like what but they do to cops they're like oh a cop should have to be you know they're going into fight or flight out in and out but mm-hmm. when they're in it they don't want they want them to be held responsible when they're in fight or flight when someone else has triggered it it's like okay well if you trigger it knowingly that you're doing that then you're gonna have to take the repercussion of that yeah <laughs> or you should have to take the repercussion of that right if yeah. you run from the cops and they, they get the dog out and the dog bites you to take you down. It's not like, yeah, that was not, they didn't send a dog after you to bite you for no reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I think there's a lot that has to be done work-wise in the world with self-awareness and, you know, instead yeah. of like looking at things like from such a black and white standpoint, how do we flow more easily in our lives in and out of emotions and, and how do we learn to manage emotions? I mean, think about it. They teach us all kinds of things in school, but there's not one class on how do I handle my emotions or how do I handle relationships? That would be really beneficial to have in life, wouldn't it? Good. Yeah, exactly. And how do I how do I empower myself? How do I stand up against a bully? And how do this instead? Mm-hmm. I, I always use that that um thing of like, remember that kid in the class, that one jerk who would like, mess up re- extra recess for everybody or something like that and then the whole class was held accountable for one kid's actions i would flip i flipped him over the desk punched him 
my god I, if you were a boy yeah if you were bullying or you did stuff I would I would yeah. I, that would upset me when I was a kid that injustice yep. used to make me so angry when I oh my was gosh, a child me too because it's like what mm-hmm. what the heck? why are we all missing out because this one kid had yep. a jerk why isn't this kid being held accountable instead of we mm-hmm. all are for actions that we didn't do I used to buy yeah I had, I had a teacher one time in the fifth grade and she was I said to her listen you either get control of him because he's talking smack <laughs> about me or I'm gonna get control of him and she was like she just kept on doing what she was doing and he kept going and I told her I said I'm telling you I'm gonna punch him in the face and then that's where we went yeah <laughs> and I, of course I got I got into the trouble for that yeah. But, but yeah they yeah. don't teach us how to be leaders they don't teach us how to empower no. ourselves and that would be such a good thing even just with everything in your life with your personal life with your family life with not allowing people in your relationship to abuse you or in work situations like you'd said earlier yeah. like back when you and I were working yeah men being just sexual whatever to women yeah, oh my gosh they would thing. yeah they would yeah. say and do horrible things like oh my god and god know. forbid if you were a woman who had a baby the one company that i worked for oh my god like that woman was going nowhere in that company every time her kid was sick oh did they bad mouth her it was so awful it was so That's awful so sad. and they would do it to a lot of the women there was oh my god there was one guy that would come in and he was so inappropriate to every woman in there it was like he was like a part owner and he would always come in drunk and it was like oh god why do they let him even in the building and they just let it go mm-hmm. yeah yeah but the we're very first boss I ever in had. our power right you know like because right. honestly at the time I didn't know how to you know I'm 20, 20 something year old you know woman I I didn't have the tools I wasn't taught the tools to handle those situations I wasn't even taught like that there were toxic people in the world you're yeah. like I came from a good family who people were like if the if somebody gave you their word they meant it it so when I got out into the world I was so confused because people didn't really match mm. what the, like who they were their words and their actions didn't match and it was very confusing because I just thought that all people were like what I was raised with and that's not how they were and it took me a little it was a it was a harsh learning curve let me tell you (laughs) I did not know that people grew up in like these traumatic situations where they took that out on other people I didn't understand that I didn't understand how people use anger to control you because it puts fear in you I didn't get all that so of course I had to learn all those lessons the hard way but it'd be really cool if they would develop some some classes on things like that were very helpful to people when they got out into the real world with the stuff that they're going to have to deal with yeah I I agree and well look that's now kind of it seems like your life path is now now you're helping those people I mean those people have to be self-aware originally but now it's like to help those people I mean if you really think about it it's not just helping those people it's helping society it's helping the, the quantum field where we're all getting our energy and information from it's making it a more positive experience for everything because I do believe that everything has a ripple effect, no matter how big or small. Well, whether we like to know it or not, every human being on this planet wants to be loved. And we have to learn how to love each other through and around and with like with having boundaries while holding on to our own personal power. And that's a difficult place to walk. And to me, that is what the love of God is. Yeah. He is love. He wants all of us, no matter what we're doing or how we're feeling or how we hurt someone he wants to love us and be walk in love. And we have to learn how to do that. Yeah. And, and I think first we need to learn how to love ourselves. And so many of us struggle with that. Absolutely. I mean, we don't love ourselves. How can we be expected <clears throat> to love other people and treat them with compassion and empathy? Yeah. Yeah. Because we never put the little mask on ourselves. Yeah. We didn't learn. Yeah. I think learning how to love yourself is so, so important. And it's yeah, your identity too. struggle because we're really taught that we're flawed when we're really not right but then we're right. not, we flawed we're flawed and then we act flawed well we match whatever we hear over and over and over yeah. and over right so true well now that you're helping people with all this what what else do we need to know about the the quantum biofeedback and the and the and the mentoring that you do because i love that you're offering both because i think just okay, well, these are the frequencies and we're going to send this out and it's going to fix you up. So I, I love that you add the mentoring on it because it's almost like 
an accountability partner or like a coach, you know, in the very, very true sense of the word of the word. And when we find out these things, sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't know that about myself. You know, I, I sometimes like, wow, I really believe that. And then you think you sit in it and you're like, oh, I guess I did. I thought I was more involved than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all that matters and all that makes yeah, all that, all that makes you, makes it helpful for you to grow. And that's the whole bottom line. I'm trying to help people grow into my little catchphrase is helping you be the best me that you can be by renewing your mind one layer at a time. So what is that's all we can do? Yes, it's so true. So what does working with you look like? So for people that are now interested in, they're like, I can't wait to reach out to Michelle. So how does working with you look like? So the first thing we do is a, a free consultation. And that'll be about 15 to 15 minutes to 30 minutes. It depends because sometimes people have a lot of different issues and they want to tell me what all they want the the consulting or the treatments to be about. And some people just have a little, like they want to focus on one area and that's a shorter call. So there's a free consultation call. And then we decide from that point, we do one treatment and we decide at that point, whether they want to move forward. I don't pressure people. Um, I don't have like here, do all these packages. I let people move at the speed that they're able to move at. Mm-hmm. Somebody may want to do a session today and they want to, may want to do one in, you know, two weeks. Okay. Some people will say, listen, I, you know, sometimes I'll make a suggestion and like, I see something I'm like, okay, I, I feel like six, eight weeks of this, we could, we could really make some movement. Um, but I try to just see what the person wants first, mm. because again, I'm not into, let me give you 10 packages. I know a lot of people do that and they swear by it, but sometimes that's not what's best for the individual person. And right. if you make somebody feel pressured like that, they may not come want to do it. Mm. Whereas I want them to feel free to understand that this is all up to them. How much they want to grow is, is really up to them. I don't, I'm not in this to say, Oh, here's a package and I can make a particular amount of money. I really want to see people grow. So whatever that looks like, sometimes I work with somebody for six weeks. Sometimes I've been working with some people for five years straight every week. And, but they're also growing in every area of their life and they want to keep on going. Sometimes it's people who are in really high positions and they need extra energy because they're running these massive companies and they need to work 12 to 14 hours a day. And maybe they're not so much thinking about past traumas as they are. I need this energy to keep me going and to keep, Mm. you know, uh, understanding what to do with my future. So everybody's, um, you know, reasoning is different. And so therefore all treatments are different, whether I work with you for a week, six weeks or years that's really up to the person so that's why I like to have the call yeah and, and I can't imagine any, any two people are ever the same I mean you're getting they are not back from every I'm no. sure there you probably could never have one there's a different path for each yeah. person right and so I do like to to try to leave that uh, uh like we do the first session mm-hmm. and then after the first session we kind of come up with a game plan together okay. what they're comfortable with and what they want to do Perfect. Which is against everything that normally people do. I know. Yeah. You should it's like, I'm going to sign up for like yeah. a year long coaching program with yeah. you. And this is what I want to accomplish and all that. So, so when you have your first session, does that come with some follow-up on that too? Like, well, what'll happen is I will gather all the information from them. We'll do the first session. And then I take a few notes and we, after that session, I give them a day or so. And we kind of talk again. And then I run okay. it up to them. I say, you let me know. Um, we can do several things. We can pray about it. We can um, just give the person free there. I I want people to use their own free will to do what they want to do. I don't, there's enough people in the world. We have enough problems. I don't need to push people into doing something. They're not, they're not ready to do because again, the collect, this is where collective consciousness is. I don't want to be pressuring somebody who's not ready for something. Sometimes I work with somebody for two weeks and then a year or five years later, they call me back and they're ready to dive in. Hmm. But because I didn't pressure them, they're ready to to go to that place. And that makes so, sense. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? They can go on my website, which is, it's Michelle, there's two of them, Michelle May, and that's spelled M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-M-A-E dot net, or they can go to Mayday Mentoring or Mayday, Mayday.net m-a-e-d-a-e dot net okay or you can call me at area code 
800-802-8021. And all of that information will be in the descriptions in case you missed it on whatever platform that you are looking at. Well, Michelle, this was amazing. And I really want to have you back um, and learn more about all this. And gosh knows that uh, we have about a million other topics that we could cover. <laughs> I know. Thank you for having me on today. I just enjoy talking to you every oh, single time we talk. You. I enjoy our time together. Yeah, so fun. We could go down <laughs> some pretty good rabbit holes, but I, I tried to respect your time and keep it at about an hour. And I think we're just over now, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. So I appreciate Perfect. all of your time. Please get in touch with Michelle. We will have more from Michelle and her quantum biofeedback machine and her Mayday mentoring. Please look her up, schedule an appointment with her for a free consultation. And thank you again. And I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much. Bye, Michelle. Thank you so much. And stay tuned for the next episode of The Wealth Within Us.